0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you're listening. Welcome to another episode of the Panel Discussion. when your host, Matt Johnson, alongside two very good friends of mine. Greg Norton. Chris Gello, We're here. If you listen to us before, you know what we do. If you're not, if you're new to the show, take an old book, take a new book, take a fan pick, and we review it. Well, read it first. Review it and then grade it, give it a little point system, and then we go from there. Um, next week, very excited, is our very first, uh, movie-esque episode. We're gonna cover Venom, cover some of his favorite story arcs, and, uh, we'll each have two each for that one. It should be a good time. But before we get into t- to today's, uh, reviews, we got, uh, a lot of news.
1: A lot of news this week. So much news.
0: Dude, it was a good week for news. Um, I mean, I'll start us off in the right track. We had Captain Marvel trailer. Um, what'd you guys think?
1: It was, I liked it a lot. It just wasn't the way I was expecting it. And I'm happy about that. I was expecting them to go again with more like the Guardians of the Galaxy feel to it. So I'm, I was happy when they went with more of like the epic, typical, action movie feel, um, especially set in the 90s. But I did like the little 90s nods, like the blockbuster and everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I really that enjoyed it. It was probably my favorite part, actually. <laughs> uh,
2: the, yeah, the blockbuster thing right away, it popped me. Uh, it, it looked good. Um, the only thing, like, I, I'm still not 100% on the scrolls if I like them or not. I get that. Uh, I don't know yet. I like uh, it a lot. But...
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm
2: still have to, to see more. Yeah, I'm still not 100% if I like them or not. But other than that being said, uh mid-'90s Sam Jackson, just
1: absolutely awesome. Straight out of Die Hard. Um, Straight out of Die Hard. You saw
2: a nice little clip of of Coulson, but, yeah, Coulson's look is just mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I mean, I, I'm a big fan of 90s nostalgia, so that right there I'm just pumped for it, and this is a nice. And what's cool is about this movie in the trailer. You can tell it's gonna flash back oh, yeah. from like like when she's growing up to when she's uh you know when she's in space to now. Um, and the team looks cool. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of think this is the movie we get Beta Ray Bill in.
1: Do you really? Yeah. At least as a another tease. They they tease a, for... a little bit so, I don't know if he'd be more than. Yeah, if going for a minutes. throwback,
2: yeah. Or, what was it? Or, um, Brand, yeah. the, the the leader of Sword. I feel like we may get her, too.
1: That's Ooh. a possibility.
2: In this. Um, I'd like the, 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 uh, Monica Rambeau kind of, uh, you know, uh, spoiler. Well, it's her mother's in the movie as a friend yeah. of. So, what I'm thinking is, is like, Captain Marvel's going to be older than what we even know. It's just she didn't really age in space. Yeah, you yeah. I mean, like.
0: it's it's they're not going to age her. Um, act, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna age her for story purposes. Even though, um, they did do yeah they did do a great job like making Nick Fury and Coulson look oh yeah, you know, young. Um, yeah, they won't age her to keep her up with the the newer times. So I think there's gonna be there's gonna be a situation or something like that where they keep her the age that she is. Yeah,
1: there's gonna I think they're gonna do a little bit. Like the Cree blood is keeping her younger, however it works, because they definitely, that it definitely seems like they might have changed her origin just a little bit. I can't really tell exactly yet because she actually is more accustomed. She th- it looks like she believes she's almost fully Cree. Like yes, she doesn't connect to her her Earth roots at she all. She doesn't
2: remember her past. Yeah, I mean, that's what's why.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm I'm interested to see if they they tweak just a little bit to. To adjust to things like her aging and, and stuff, but. Yeah, it's not an origin story, they said. Yeah. It's not at all, so.
0: Let's see. What was, oh, next. This one was big news and, uh, I think it's another huge notch on Marvel's belt, but the Disney streaming service will feature, was it like a mini series? I think they call mini-series, it. Yeah. There's a mini series of MCU characters and they're going to have their MCU actors are not switching up actors. So Tom Hiddleston, um, they confirmed is going to get a Loki, uh, miniseries. Elizabeth Olsen will get a Scarlet Witch miniseries, which is like really cool. They have a lot of like mid-tier characters that are, that could, that'll benefit from this. Yes. Sure. Um, without a doubt. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some other guys like War Machine mm-hmm. would be a cool one for a miniseries. We don't get
2: the Black Widow movie. We get this watch.
1: It's a possibility. That's,
0: yeah, that's not that's not out of the realm of possibility. Which um, probably better. I just don't know if Black Widow could carry that. Not like I'm not knocking. Like Sarah Johansson could carry I
2: think a franchise. Be like a Mission Impossible movie. Like people will see it.
1: Yes. Then they have to go back in time, obviously. And if um, they didn't, it would be like, well, Hawkeye would be a shoe, and even if they did, and then Bucky would probably be in there to add a little more to it. So. It wouldn't be a true, like, standalone Black Widow. It would have a bunch of other characters in it, which at that point, it's just another Captain America or another Avengers film. Dude. Essentially.
0: Yeah. Just throwing at everybody. What, I mean, aside from the two that have been confirmed and, and War, like War Machine that I
1: suggested, is there any ones that you would like to see? Either of you guys? I, I don't know if there's anyone I want to see yet, but I think this is a possibility for them to start introducing characters to the MCU without having to do it in other movies. So without having to like do what they did with Hawkeye and have them in Thor, they might start picking them up in these small series and people go, oh yeah. And then including them in films later, or giving them their own film name. I think this is a, a good way to do that too without having to just like, Okay, this character's in this movie now. Let's that set it up for a new one. Yeah, you can give them a bit of an origin story, so to speak.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, I said to you guys in the chat when we found this out. Um, I think a Yandu and the Ravagers prequel. Yeah. Like, because like, it's they're space pirates. So I would like we're cool, crazy adventures. Oh, like, I'm sure there's the, a bunch the, they the, tell the, 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 that they have on. You know,
1: the original like, Guardians with like Stallone and all that. Oh yeah, man, they can you know, do that, that would be Something cool. like
2: that, like you know, that would be cool.
1: Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: You got him in Howard the movie. The a, no, he's not gonna. He's not gonna be a feature in the movie. You doing
2: the voice of Howard the Duck. Give him a, a I mean, he's like. Yeah, you're on Disney, so kids may like it too. Like I
1: don't you know. I don't know how 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 Howard the Duck might not attest to kids <laughs> that. Is <true. laughs> he
2: is. I mean, we did see him in like a like a strip club. <laughs> that is
0: true. Um, I mean, this it's that's, it's that's big news. That's that's Marvel trying to compete with DC again. Obviously. And I think this idea and the the fact that they're using the yes. actual MCU actors and they won't be rearranging stuff, you know, having like different universes. Um, I think that that's going to help put Disney over the edge.
2: What low key story do they tell though?
0: Because obviously it's going to be pre infinity war. Pre infinity war. Um, I think you could easily go with, um, the in between Thor and the first Avengers. Yep. I think there's, that's a route you can take. Um, him rising to power before Thor three. Yes, yeah. When he takes takes over the throne from Odin and he's ruling Asgard for a little while. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything special, um,
1: or something totally different. There could be something from his youth that we don't, you know, we don't even know about that they could tell. There's probably comic books that I'm not even thinking of. I know there's some Loki runs that they could do small. Oh
0: yeah. So I mean, that was. I mean, that's an exciting idea. The fact that. They're doing that, and you know Tom Hiddleston is going to be like that's fan service. I mean, I know people people have always wanted, clamored for more Loki. You know what I mean? They yeah. want to see him prominently, front and center. Kind, I mean, he's he his character is always that that kind of fringe good guy, but he's always has his own plan. So I think a TV show will do him uh, justice. But um, we he, might
1: get Quicksilver back. I just personally thinking about like a Scarlet Witch, yeah, eight episode. That's entirely possible. They could either go back. We have
2: mutants, so we're
1: yeah. That Scarlet Witch show
2: would be heavily mutant. I hope
1: it could be. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you they could go back and bring him back, or they could you know jump forward and he's back. We we don't know what Infinity War is going to do either, and I feel like a lot of this is going to come for Phase Four. Yes. So who knows what the MCU is even going to look like when this launches? Because Avengers Four,
0: yeah, things are gonna change.
2: Here, here's my prediction, uh, and it's just like a, it would be cool. They released the Scarlet Witch TV series, and at the end they 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 tease Magneto in it. I Le- know. That leads into oh our first, my Lord. And that leads into our first X Men movie. Oh my god, they could probably god. do that too. Like
0: yeah. yeah, I love <laughs> that idea. Um, so that was major news.
1: There's a weird quick Marvel thing. Nothing crazy. Uh, uh one of the Russo brothers posted just an Instagram picture of him sitting on the set and it just said, look hard. Yes. People are trying to, they're like, Oh, it's spells Endgame out." Yeah. Or who knows? There's something I want to know. Like I haven't been able to figure it out. I want to know what the heck we're looking for. And I'm excited.
0: It's fun that they're doing that. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's September now the movie comes out May 3rd. I know we don't get, we probably won't get a trailer till November. Um, at least a teaser trail. Um, but Do they have a
2: Star Wars movie coming out this winter.
0: No, 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 no not this year. No, because they
2: had it earlier. Because usually that's where they would drop it, whatever yeah. Disney movie they had at This yes. time.
0: Yeah, I don't
2: I think there's a big animated one. There, Toy Story. I Toy Story Four. No, no Wreck It Ralph. So Wreck It Ralph is when we get that. That's episode. that's
0: We're that's entirely possible. Um. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I'm very excited for it. I know, yeah, it came out like middle of November, end of November last year, the the Infinity War trailer. And I'm I'm excited because the, the last movie left me with more questions and not answers, and it wasn't like a bad thing. Oh yeah. To me. Like I'm just now I'm like on the edge of my seat seeing, you know, thinking where are they gonna go?
1: It's not often a movie ends in a true cliffhanger.
0: Okay. Yes. No, it's people yeah, people are stumped. Yeah. They don't know and it's i great. think it makes i think it's great. people it makes some people mad. um but i think it's i think that's i think it's amazing. you're going to
1: go see the movie now though, right? cuz you want to know the answers. yes. so there's that and and who and i think it's such a perfect time for this because all of the acquisitions, x-men, fantastic four. like they just did all of this just in time to go, look, now we can do whatever we want with the universe by resetting it. yeah, they're Avengers they're re-
0: they're reshooting it too. they're yeah. doing reshoots now, so who knows what they're adding. Because um, they filmed Infinity War and Avengers four back to back in the same style that like Peter Jackson yeah. did with uh, Lord of the Rings, so that's I mean who knows what they're throwing in? Who yeah. knows? It's it's gonna be big. I know we were all hyped for Infinity War and it was great, but Avengers four is gonna be much bigger.
2: And because I don't think it, I don't think it's just a Thanos arc. I think we get another iconic or, arc. Whether it's Secret War, yes. Secret Invasion, or we get, we're gonna get some iconic, another iconic thing. It <laughs> could even be the, the you know, the um, Contest of Champions. Like we're gonna get something. Something.
1: Yes. I think Secret Invasion is a possibility because of Fantastic Four being on the table, and obviously Scrolls involved in Captain Marvel. Yeah. She's she's gonna be so featured very cars, prominently. You know. So yeah. What else? There was the. The Batman or the Joker origin story. Yeah,
0: uh, Waquan, I think that's how you see his name, Waquan Phoenix. Jaquan. I don't. Know. Jaquan. Jaquan. I think it's Wakwan. I always thought it was yeah. Joaquin. Joaquin. Yeah, you actually might be right. Yeah, I think it's Joaquin. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Fe- yes, you're right. You're right. Um, the joke. Yeah, that just it wasn't I, I mean, it was just a quick like thirty second clip. Mm-hmm. Of the Joker, and it was a it wasn't it was a different look, not the traditional Joker we're looking for, but. Um, I didn't, the, the, the face painting he had for this looked exactly like the mask Heath Ledger wore when the he Batman. robbed the bank.
1: Yes. And also there was like an old, old Batman TV show look of Joker. And that is all, I have heard of look. that. Yeah. Cause that was, yeah,
2: this looks like it, it. I don't think this is set in like modern time. Oh gosh. No, I think this is, this looked had like a fifties field. Yeah. It. Yes, it did. It, and, uh, if they're gonna tell a Joker story like that, a separate from Batman, and some I think that's the time period to kind yeah. of do it. Maybe a guy with post—I still love the theory that Heath Ledger's character was a a military veteran with PTSD and stuff like yeah. that. And they may do this guy may be like a post-Korean War veteran. I've seen like with, failed right, comedian,
1: right. the failed comedian story. Yep. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, my thing one—I'm not—I don't the long hair. It, it just feels like okay, it's another Heath Ledger take because that was like the really only long-haired Joker, that's fine. My, It's so stupid, but my biggest beef is the name, that he's Arthur. Oh, yes. Because yeah. there is like a canon Joker name in the comics. When there's a White Knight comic, it's absolutely awesome, where Batman essentially like shoves these pills into Joker's mouth, and Joker normalizes. Right, right. And he goes back to being who he was before he was the Joker, and you find out his name's Jack Napier. And it's, a, it's a really cool story. He ends up working with the Batman and, and uh, he actually gets Batman turned into the criminal and he's the hero for a little bit. It's a, it's a good story, but there's a a canon name. So I don't know. There's part of me that doesn't like the switch. I, I, it's hard with Joker because I feel like they keep changing um, what he looks like in every comic or every movie. He's always different. Yes. I even had a little bit of beef with the Dark Knight. As great as Heath Ledger's performance was, I was like – the source material is so good for the Joker. So good. And it's constantly yeah, being game all changed. That? Yeah. As long as we don't have hip hop joker anymore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's straight up he listens to ICP. Like <laughs> sweet Jesus.
0: Uh, it's too funny. Um and then the last thing was Daredevil. Uh, found out they came out with a trailer a teaser trailer for it it's it's announced it's gonna be out on October 19th and they'll after our venom episode that'll be our next uh, special edition of the show I'm um, so excited it's it looks pretty cool and um, I mean it was dark and and everything you loved about dirt it made me made me excited for Marvel Netflix again. Um, which I haven't been since The Punisher. Yeah. I'm perfectly honest with you. Um, I haven't watched Jessica Jones yet. I haven't watched Luke Cage yet. I, I watched the first episode of Iron Fist Season 2. Um, and that's, all those, that's for Season 2. I've watched Season 1 of everything. Um, and I, I'm like, you know, I'm still on the fringe. Um, I love the characters, but this, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't have that edginess. Um, they had Daredevil and the Punisher the series has had.
1: Well, and I think those ones, they try too hard to have that edginess, and those characters don't necessarily need that. No. um, And that's where the problem is. It, I think those can – at least Iron Fist should have been a little lighter. Should have – definitely Iron Fist is is actually like kind of a wisecracker and a little less serious. Yeah. So I think they kind
2: of went towards that in season yeah. two. Like it was more of a – it looks like season three is going to be like – blown old school, which Iron is awesome. Fist. Good, like, yeah.
0: My my cousin messaged me. He goes, "Did you see the last, the ending of Iron Fist season two yet?" I'm like, "Dude, I haven't even started it yet." So apparently, something really cool happens. Um, I'm sure somebody listening has heard heard or seen it. Um, I'm curious. I might. I might not. I might just look online. Honestly, it's. I hate to do that, but so it's some. It's just so. It just they feel like they drag. You know what I mean? It's. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> I don't
1: know. I'm going to sit down with it soon. What else? Uh Oh, yeah, but the rest of the, the Daredevil, did you catch the box of cufflinks? No, I missed that. Oh, yeah, man. There, so there's a quick, oh, really yeah. quick, he opens, there's like a suitcase and it's full of cufflinks, which we know what that means. Yes, ping, ping. We're getting full
2: white suit, too. Do you see that? Yeah. It's a full aw, is tr- which I'm really excited about. <laughs> that um, is true.
1: It's definitely going to be the Born Again story. It, it's it, I, it feels a lot like it. Uh, I think you're going to get his mom. I think you're going to get a lot of that. I think they're going to tweak it a little bit, but it's going to be in the realm of born again, which he, is awesome. He's
2: wearing the black suit because Daredevil's like public enemy number one right now. Yeah, like, so
0: yeah, that is true. Um, but it looks cool. They hit uh, the Avengers Tower was also in the promotional poster too. I thought oh, that was really? a cool touch. It's really hidden. It's you know they got a couple of buildings and it's like it's like just mm-hmm. to the left of the center and it's really faded out, but it's in there. Um, Is there anything else? I think that was it.
1: I know if you haven't given it a shot yet, I think Gifted premieres really soon. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Gifted. I think it does a really good job with some B-level X-Men um, characters. I've, I've really enjoyed it so far. I think it premieres within the next couple of weeks. I think next week.
2: Um, it's just the weirdest thing about Gifted is they took a, a, a non-X-Men story and intertwined it. And, yeah, and it's really well and, done. You know, they, a Baron von Strucker, like, Hydra story and added it with the
0: mutants. And right. So it's like really cool. That's cool. Oh yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned X, well, it was just a little bit, but, you know, Feige said he's going to take direct control over the X-Men franchise yes. this week too. Um, man, there's a lot of news. Uh yeah, he said he was gonna take direct control over the X Men franchise. Yeah. As
2: Fine. soon as that deal officially goes through, the development starts. That's yeah. what they said. Yeah. But I wonder if they can work out some type of deal to start doing something. Like yeah. you know, like we said, if they rush if they do this Scarlet Witch thing, if they start filming these soon, I'd want mutants in that. Like, yes. Yeah. You know All without a doubt. Um, so, um, um if they really are serious about this Captain Britain, let's what let's can we get Psylocke? Like you know.
0: So yeah, I agree. You know. Um, all right, boys, let's get let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, we had a lot of news today. Um, first wanted to thank Ty Schneider or Schieder. Oh God, I forgot his last Schneider. Name. She, 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 is Schneider? Yeah. All that. I feel rude now because I've known the kid for so long. I think it's Schieder.
1: I thought there was an M. I'm sorry, Tyce so I've known him for a bit too. I, I'm such a dick. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're right. Schneider. I apologize, Tice, um, who gave us our fan suggestion this week. It was Atomic Robo. We'll cover that at the very end of the show. Um, who wants to
1: start off this week's old books? I'm going to get the bad out of the way right away.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, for our new listeners, we, we read through it and we grade it out of 10 out of these five categories, art, action, story, dialogue, and rereadability. Um, Greg, you are on the clock. <laughs>
1: all right. We've got the return of Dr. Fate. It is, ow, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it is a, it's the number one. It's the first issue from winter 88. That's just all they have listed. I don't know what month it came out. It just says winter. Okay. Um, 88, you said 88. Yeah. Right. So the story, it starts with, you just hear this, um, this guy talking about how he's the old one and he's lived through all of this stuff. um, And you just kind of get, like, a glimpse of him and a glimpse of, like, a bat sitting outside his window. And it cuts away to this other guy screaming and yelling, being chased by these gremlin-looking demons. Um, And how they're calling him a fool for summoning them and that, like, he's basically trying to use them to make money. Okay. And all of a sudden they all explode. And there stands Dr. Fate, and it's a really cool panel, like, Fate just standing there in the fire, standing over top of him, asking him why. Um, and it, it looks like it's gonna be really serious, and then it's just like, this guy's just like, bad judgment, that's why, and just keeps like, making jokes about how his cleaning lady's gonna have a fit, and it doesn't have the serious tone that I was expecting. <laughs> um, and Dr. Fate is just basically berating him and, and talking, and you can kinda tell he's talking kinda weird, uh, but it's very, like imposing and then you see this little demon hiding in the um the chimney and it cuts over to the character we know as uh dr fate kent nelson sitting on a couch watching david letterman absolutely hammered and dr fate appears behind him and splits apart and it is a man and a woman are now both wielding dr fate oh together um And they're trying to, they're talking to him, talking about how he's teaching them to take over, and they keep calling him Nabu, but he keeps correcting him. He's Kent now. Like, he's not, (laughs) he's not fate anymore. Um, and they're asking him why he's drinking, and he's just like, well, I've been living forever. Like, I'm just gonna do whatever I want now. I don't have to wheel anymore. And they, they get into an argument. He kind of powers up a little bit, and they split off. Um, excuse me. You get the, the gremlin kind of escaping this house, and then, like terrorizing the city a little bit, looking for Dr. Fate. And it cuts over and you get one half of, I forget their names now, Aaron and Linda, Aaron, you get Aaron's story about how he became Dr. Fate. He was actually a 10 year old boy. And he actually was seeing Dr. Fate and was seeing these cosmic beings or supernatural beings, I guess. And then, um, Kent actually turned him into an adult to be one of the wielders of fate. Oh, and, and, he says this weird stuff about how his the other wielder Linda's is his stepmom, and she's like acting weird towards him. And then it cuts back to the gremlin looking and he's still playing with action figures. Uh, Aaron is. And then she comes back in and Linda and tries to comfort Aaron. There's not a lot going on. Just a lot of complaining. <laughs> um, literally they're just complaining <laughs> about how this is a lot for them and it's they don't, there was a lot of pressure on both of them for being Dr. Fate and they're not sure how to do it yet. Right. And the gremlins just kind of floating around in the background. Um, And then you get, this is the weird part, Linda's talking to herself about how it was, how she has like a crush on her stepson who's now an adult and used to be 10 years old and her feelings don't have to be hidden anymore because he's an adult man now (laughs) it's really freaking messed up (laughs) i don't know how i feel about it i don't (laughs) like it a lot um and then the gremlin crashes through the house they power up his fate and they start fighting him um and they like shoot a laser beam at him and then kent comes in and stops them and like tells him like is that they just go straight to force like what are they doing and he starts just like saying like why don't you just talk to it and just starts talking to the little monster in like a language you don't understand and fate is freaking out and then it cuts to them all walking down the street with his dog and fate's telling or well kent's telling them like oh he's he wasn't an evil one he wanted to get away and he was like he didn't like the way hell was and wanted to be normal right right so he was looking for dr fate to help him like fit into the new world and not be monster anymore so then cuts down, and they turned him into this, like, super ugly dog. <laughs> and then it ends with the old one talking again, and it's Andrew Bennett, who's a vampire. And then that's the end of the comic.
0: Oh. First question. Yeah. Is it better than X-23 number four?
1: <laughs> I didn't read X-23 number four, but I think it's, like, it's right in that realm.
0: Really? That bad? There's Ooh.
1: some stuff going on, that I just, uh, it was it was a lot of, like, literally, like, 15 panels of, like, I hate being Doctor Fate. This sucks. <laughs> and
2: like, dude, what? And like, creepy incest. Yeah, creepy gr- <laughs> gremlin dogs.
1: Yeah, the gremlins were the best part. I loved the artwork of the gremlins. <laughs> um, so uh, Oh gosh, we've got the rundown. I'm gonna. Uh, one day, I'll oh, yeah. memorize this rundown.
0: Eventually. Um, art. Starting with art.
1: Art. Oh, I didn't hate the art. The artwork was actually pretty good. I'll give the art a seven because I like the colors. <laughs> I like the, the the coloration style. I like, um, yeah,
0: the, that eighties, late eighties, nineties. Yeah. You know, look, it's my favorite personally.
1: It's good, and the action, like the action panels, did look really good. Um, so I was a fan of the art. Next is action. Action. Let's Doesn't see, it sound like a whole lot. A three.
0: Three. <laughs>
1: yeah. There was not, the action was, like, there was a cool, the cool laser beam, and then he, like, they eviscerate all the demons real fast. Other than that, it wasn't crazy. Story. Yes. I don't like the story. They do a good job at telling you what's going on and filling you in, but I didn't like the story, so I'm going to give it a four.
0: <laughs> and this is, this is the first, yeah, it's the first is the issue, first too. Issue. So that's, like, that's where most of the backstory and explaining really yeah happens.
1: They do a really like it does. It does a good job at explaining everything. It, there could have been more action. They didn't have to com- like show you the whole character's heart right away. Right, right. And I, the the, the weird love story doesn't. It's not necessary. It's awkward. It, I don't get it. I get it's a Doctor Fate comic, so he's a little on the odd side. But I, that's not the kind of odd I like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel it. it's yeah.
1: Yeah, if this story came out now, it would be taken off shelves immediately. Oof. Yeah, um,
0: definitely definitely 80s um next is dialogue
1: the dialogue uh, uh, four four it was really the best dialogue was the letterman show because it was clearly like it looked like they watched a show an episode of letterman and was just like transcribing it over (laughs) and rereadability got one i wouldn't reread it
0: oof (laughs) all right so
1: i didn't like rereading it just now (laughs)
0: four plus one Nineteen out of fifty.
1: That's probably my lowest I've given, it. and I could have. I was a little yeah, That's a that's a rough one. That's
0: a rough one. Was
2: it? Did X twenty three beat that?
1: Oh yeah, X twenty three had nine points. <laughs> did it really? It was nine overall. That's right. It did. That book was garbage. <laughs> I like feel bad for someone that like X twenty three enjoys is Their favorite book, I know, and I just <laughs> shit oh, and they, all over. They, it. they push it out. You go to comic book stores, and it's boom, boom, it's boom. It's weird. Boom. Yeah, the, the the I like the all new Wolverine way better. Like her Laura as yes. Wolverine, I love it. But that's yeah. off topic.
0: Okay, <laughs> nineteen out of fifty. There you have it for. Doctor Fate: The Return of Doctor Fate, first issue, nineteen eighty. This comic
1: sells for anywhere from eight to forty dollars. Are you serious? Yeah, I got it for a dollar, but
0: you should sell this.
1: <laughs> well, I want to.
0: <laughs> I'll pay you to take it. Though. <laughs> um. All right, Chris, you are up.
2: All right, so I did my first DC uh, choices being on the
0: show. Welcome so, to the uh, club. Uh, Welcome yeah. to the club. I know. I'm so proud. I'm proud too. I'm Let me, proud proud dc dad <laughs>
2: <laughs> um so i and, and it's weird because it doesn't say a run or anything like that but it's captain adam from 1988 um and this is very cool the The cover is you see it, it's cool to see captain at adam like on the ground like being like attacked by vines and their swamp thing you know putting his hand on him and He's crying in motion. Yeah, just so you know, spoiler alert: that never happened. Um,
0: <laughs> so, but anyways, we're all bitter today. <laughs> <You want> the- <laughs> it's nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs>
2: this, this was a fun book, and I'll talk about it. I think I just love the random Justice League in here, which you are just gonna pop off I'm for. Sure. All right, so it starts off. Um, you know, the actual chapter is called "Battle Beyond the Green," um, and you, it's start, it starts off hot. Uh, you got just Captain Adam and Red Tornado going at it. And this is like, you know, uh villain, Red Tornado. Um, and at this point, Red Tornado has died and he's become an elemental. What? Oh, like, so, so yeah, they're just, they're just going back and forth. And then, uh, all of a sudden, um, you see, uh, Cat Captain Adam, like to start getting like attacked by these vines and everything after he got knocked out from like a big, like, you know, elemental explosion from red, red tornado. Cause he, he created a hurricane. Yeah. That's what he did. Um, and so while he's, you know, on the ground like this, this is where I got really interested. This version of the Justice League, it's Black Canary, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, and Mr. Miracle.
1: With Captain Adam, Three of my favorite DC it, characters. It, but it was just
2: one of the coolest, like... Yeah, that is awesome. I, I love a lot of his characters. And Mr. Miracle was a nice one to throw in there. He, and
1: he just got a new comic book run, so that's awesome. I did see that, yeah. Um. But he's he's um
2: really more part of that, like, you know, New God lore and stuff yes. like that. So it was cool to kind of see him, you know, interact with here. And they're also going to have help from Brainwave, which I'll get to. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> I just, like it. It's random but awesome. Like, yeah. But, uh... So they're, so he, Captain Adam's unconscious and they're like, what do we do? Let's take him back to the, you know, the the little ship they're on and see what they can do. While he's doing that, you, he's sitting, he's in the astral point and he's having visions of him when he was a human with his wife before the explosion that made him Captain Adam. And then all of a sudden, which I found this is funny, this like, red tornado like ghost thing appears. (laughs) In the ash, and it's so, like, 80s, like, ah. Like, just, <laughs> make like, that sound like, again? Cheesy, ah, like, Jesus, <laughs> just, I don't know, like, just, if I can just, if you guys can just imagine, I know you, can't, you guys can't see it, but it's like this tornado art, and then just a big, giant face of the red tornado and, like, a white ghost. Like. If you've
1: ever seen the movie The Mummy, when, like, like the sandstorm makes a face, that's what it, or just Mufasa in the clouds.
2: <laughs> so... While he's now he's seeing Red Tornado <laughs> in, in the astral plane and what's happening there, uh, you still, you get a nice little back and forth with Blue Beetle and Booster Gold and Mr. Miracle. They're all trying to like help him out, uh, try to bring him back to conscious because they're afraid he's going to die. Captain, Edmund. and it seems like Captain Adams is the leader of this, this yeah. version of the Justice League. So they don't want to lose their leader. Um, so while this is happening, you, you go back to the astral plane. Uh, there's, you know, more like ghost tornado, like mocking, and then like red tornado, like looks normal. And it, they start seeing, uh, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing shows up, like, the, the, a lot of
0: cameos in this. I
2: like him. This, yes, this was, this is, and this is a Captain Adam book. Right. Um, so now Swamp Thing shows up and he goes, I brought you two here through the green. You go back flat, uh, you go back to. More of just back and forth with the Justice League, like, I, I you know, I, I, am the, I'm the ship trying to figure out, like, how to get Captain Adam back. Well, we got there. They decide we got to take him to Brainwave because Martian Manhunter's not available. Batman's not available. Like, they just, and they, they actually, I think it's Booster Gold trash talks Batman. He would be no help anyway. Oh my God. It's like, <laughs> like, like, it's great. Like, that's it.
1: why Booster's my favorite. <laughs> um, so then. You're
2: you're back to the... It's a lot of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So now you're in the astral plane, and Swamp Thing is just kind of like... He's like a guidance counselor. He's basically getting Red Tornado and Captain Adam to talk. I'm like, why are you guys fighting? Like, you know, you you guys shouldn't do this. And Red Tornado, you were a a man of the people, but you died, and you became an elemental, and now you're being a villain, and and, 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 Swamp Thing was like, I did the same thing too. And he told his story. It was cool. He's like, I was Dr. Alec Holland and
1: like, I was waiting yeah. for you to say Dr. Phil. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and what's, he was like, the, and, and what was, and you got to remember 1988, this is Swamp Thing mania. Yeah. yeah. Because this is, this is movies are out, TV show at USA is about to be hit and the cartoon's about to come yeah, out. Yeah. That is true. So this is like, this is Swamp Thing's like, Swamp um, Thing. Time mania to shine. Time. Yeah. Um, so, th- you know, I'm just kind of summarizing and uh they're basically, you know talking it out. <laughs> this is the best way to put it. We flashback and brainwave is trying to uh help him out. They're in like some apartment in New York City, um and Brainwave's there and they're uh they're asking him to help him out, so he like basically like he he does something where he like connects his brain with Captain Adams and goes in his head. Which he's also going to go to the Astroplane, which is kind of cool. Hmm. But while that's happening, um, you know, now Red Tornadoes realizes wrongs. Captain Adams realizes he shouldn't be fighting his friend, and the the villain, like the kind of the throwaway villain, the Black Eraser. And he basically wants to get you before you leave the astroplane plane and trap you there forever. And he is just so generic, like, like <laughs> he's got these like skis. What the uh, heck these? it like almost a,
0: looks like from this distance, it almost looks like King the Conqueror a little yeah, bit.
2: Yeah, just a bit. He's like a little it, King the Conqueror with like a
0: cape. Um and and on a skiing yeah, trip. Yeah, <laughs> like on a skiing trip, the
2: Black Racer. Uh so now it's just really them trying to get out of the astroplane, uh, away from this guy, and that's when like Brainwave shows up and 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 then they, you know, and then they finally, they all turn back, you know, out of the plane, They all go their separate ways, but they're they're talking as elements, which I found was the weirdest thing in the huh. world.
0: Um, it's still pretty neat.
2: Yeah, and uh, and there's another thing, too. Like, Captain Adam is like, why am I not an elemental? Because he never dies, even though he's technically had a similar thing at Swamp Thing in Red Tournament. He never dies. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, they, they get out of there before the Black Racer could get him. And then you're back in, and like you know, he's thinking brainwave, and and then you just you know kept Captain Adam just he just uh, he remembers the you know uh, him and the Red Tornado defeating the Black Racer, and you know kind of a little reflection thing. It's a fun little book.
0: Yeah, yeah, it sounded good. Um, it's not like a lot to read too. It, it's not a bad thing.
2: No, it, it, was a fun, it was it was definitely a fun little book. Uh, this is the most deceiving thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, uh, yeah. Swamp Thing does nothing. Like nothing of. It's the physical... second time
1: the swamp creature is just like. It's zenith. a morality
2: thing. I don't get it. Like, do they just want to tell these stories where like these green creatures are going to make he- people better? You should go monsters. talk
1: trees. That's what I'm getting out of these. Um, <laughs> well, no about your problem.
2: Well, that one that I read last week with the man thing and, and, and thing, that was from the '70s. You had a lot of issues. Like that. Yeah. this is '88. So it's time to flip, but this was also too. I mean, this was really just a, you know, think before you act kind of morality thing. And, you know, and red tornado. Cause I was surprised to see Red tornado full blown villain, which is cool. I like cause that. Cause he's red only tornado. that in like Superman. That's cause he's being mind controlled. Right. Like, right. Control. Cause he's a you know, robot or whatever. Um, all right. So will start with artwork. The artwork's, Man, it's eighty eight artwork. It's yeah, it's not bad. fun, not super detailed. Um the the ghosts and the explosions look a little cheesy. I'm gonna give it five.
1: Five? Okay. It's not as vibrant
2: as some of the no. other eighty eight. No, it's well, not. you have an eighty eight book and your art is way more brighter. Yeah. I mean yours is I, this looks like this was spring of eighty eight, so yours is like six months later, but yeah. They look like different like Totally pairs. different art styles, yeah. Um Action Right is next. Yes. All right. I mean, you you had the fight uh, in the beginning, which was cool, and then you had the black racer. Uh, but it was just basically let's try to get out of there before the black racer gets us, which it, it's just so cool. Like uh, you know, with those with those astroplane, and I think DC does that very well. They've done it on their TV shows too, mm-hmm. the plane stuff. Um, so I liked kind of like that racing against time type stuff. I'll get. I'll,
0: I'll give it a. I'll give it a seven. Seven action.
1: Yes. Black but, Racer is now a speedster that worked for Darkseid. He actually like fused with the Flash during um one of the Darkseid storylines they did not too long ago. So it's really? interesting. Yeah, I hope he, he looks exactly like this. He he looks <laughs> he looks like the Flash just dead.
2: <laughs> um so Oh, yeah. Oh, I think that is the same character as Black isn't Racer. It? Yeah. I didn't even think, I didn't even put two into because he does not look like the Black Racer I know. No, from he, he does not have before. skis. Um, <laughs> uh, story. Story. Okay. I think this told a pretty fun story. Um, I will give this, I'll give this a seven. Uh, seven. We got a nice little origin for everybody. We got an origin for Swan Thing. You got kind of an origin for Red Tornado as far as his death. You got an origin for, uh, for um, Captain M, Swamp Thing, like I said, Red Tornado. And then I-, I liked the little back and forth with the Random Justice League. So that was fun.
0: Yeah, that is pretty nice.
2: Um, dialogue. Dialogue. Dialogue is really good, Uh especially the Booster Gold, Blue Beetle moments. I love that. And Black Canary. She's obviously, like, stepping in as, like, the leader here because Captain M- And she's, like, basically, you guys are all knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Miracle's just chill. Like, he's just like, whatever, what's happening? Um... I, I'll, will give the, I'll give the dialogue. I'll give it an eight. I understand. Eight. Everything okay. Going on. Yeah. And then rereadability, right? Correct. All right. Last one. Um, this was fun. I would love to read a Justice League run with the, that team because it's so random. But would I pick up this Captain Adam run... Like, I don't want one-offs like this. I want to build... This didn't build to something. This is just like, hey, him and Red Tornado were friends, and they weren't like... But there was no cliffhanger, none of that. So, reroutability, I'd give it a five.
1: Five? You have a lot more... One-offs in the older books have noticed. There's not as much, not every book is leading up to something. Almost
2: every new Marvel book is a cliffhanger. Yeah. Pretty
0: much. Well, I, you know, I did want to point that out, um, because we do talk about how hard it is for people to get, jump into comic books nowadays. But yeah, back then it was just a, it was just a, a super, you know, it was a superhero or a team and it was just an ongoing run. Like it went like 400, 500 issues and stuff. And like now, now it's just it's just a story, so the cliffhanger is super important. You know what I mean? It's it's crucial to yep. them selling issues for the specific story. Or back then they could mail it in, you know, once, maybe twice, and then then put something. Yeah. Put out a good storyline, but that, that yeah, it's a completely, completely different era. Uh, but I have come to grow and appreciate the way they do things
1: now. You used to have a lot more monster of the week or villain of the week stories, kind of like the TV shows would be, where it was like, oh, this comic came out, they're fight, they're fighting, um, you know, so and so, whoever, they're fighting the black racer. That's it, it's done. That was the only issue. And if it was, it was like part one, part two, part three, and then it's over. Like it would tell you, like this is going to be a three-part story. Yes. But And they do a little bit of that now. There is some of that, but it, there's not as much like Monster of the Week. Okay, they fought this character. That's it. This story is totally done now. You might have a little carryover just like the TV shows, just like watching a Flash TV show or something. You might have a little carryover into some longer story arc we're setting up later, but now it's like they're all longer story arcs.
0: Yes. No, they are. They are. Um so like, I'm reading First Toast now, and, I mean, five, I mean, Five Issues is – I mean, it's, it's going fast because actually, you know what? They're releasing like two a month, yeah, like biweekly. It's it's going it's going pretty fast. Um, but yeah, I, I just I I kind of like how they do things now. Um, so Gallo, your book is thirty-two out of fifty, so it's not horrible. Um,
2: no, that's about where I like it was. It was fun. I mean, for for that late eighties, early nineties, I think it's hit or mess of what you get. So right, right. So it's that's good. good.
0: Not bad for your first DC book. That's okay. good. <laughs> My, my first one was that Batman Kings of Fear one that I did, uh, the, the first review episode. And I've been waiting for number two to come out. Probably uh, soon. I haven't, it's gotta be soon. It's been a month. Yeah. It's been a month now. I can't believe we've been doing this for, this is our fifth episode, I think. Yeah, already. Jeez, oh man, time flies. Um, okay. So my pick for our old book is Batman in Detective Comics, issue number 622 from October of 1990. Um, it was different and it, it was started off a little confusing, but then you eventually figure out what was going on. Um but anyways it starts off with this big demon hand uh sticking out of a pool of liquid sulfur and uh, he's it's in a temple. And yeah, it's just just this big demon um he says some stuff about wanting to enter pretty much the mortal world. You know, he needed a body to in inhibit. And there's an explorer. I see his name in a second. Uh oh that's a capri Sun ad. Uh <laughs> he, he he's hiking at this temple's in the Himalayas and he's hiking or travesting through and he finds this temple. He comes in and he explains that he's pretty much at wit's end. He's it's either He's trying to find something more, and if he doesn't, um, he's going to uh, commit suicide. So let's see if they got his name here. Um, so he goes to speak with this devil, who who pretty much explains, "Hey, you know, I need a body to inhibit," and he accepts it. And it's kind of well, this demon this in this pool of liquid sulfur. It's like a giant goblet just sitting in the middle of this temple. And, but anyways, this gentleman, he goes, he jumps into the goblet and inherits these, uh, this devil's power, his, his life essentially. And the real, his name is Simon Petrarch. I, it, it might be how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Um, but he's the Batman. He calls himself the Batman. And then turn to the next page and you come to find out that it's actually a propaganda it's a propaganda book against Batman in the actual like Batman story. And like and they show Bruce Wayne reading it and it's the same cover as this. Like it's it's actually kinda cool. Um but yeah he's reading it. Alfred um Alfred hands it to him and he's reading it and yeah, it was an actual propaganda book against Batman. And they, they didn't, obviously didn't know that Bruce Wayne was Batman. So that Simon Petrarch, that was a made up backstory that some guy said he, this writer of this book said he knew. And, um, going through, he's talking about the book. Yeah. He liked that. it, It was a nice little swerve. You know, I, I was, I would, cause the cover grabs you. Like it's this giant demon looking Batman and you, you're very curious as to what it means, but, um, Oh, so Batman shows. There's a there's a crime. There's a robbery. Some people get killed. Um, and then Batman shows up to the crime. And on the wall, right near the crime, in blood, somebody type writes "Batman," trying to sell this this story that of this or you know this comic book that the slander. And they're interviewing him and, and now the media is starting to turn on Batman. They've always been wary of him as a vigilante, but now, now they're like, oh man, this book is real. This is like a true origin story. Um, some radio host is hosting a show and a guy calls in and tells him that he's Batman and, and, um, telling him about all these crimes he's going to do. He, He's, and he's pretty much selling the, getting the book sales up. Cause it's already a hot seller, the book in the storyline, or in this comic book. And he's, what his whole goal is just, buy the book, you'll understand, you know, why, I, why I am the way I am and, and stuff like that. But it pe well, at the end, um, essentially, Batman goes to stop an old lady from being mugged. And he goes to save her and then the little lady was like, you know, don't kill him. Don't, you know, don't kill that man. And cause everybody's reading this book now. And now this, whoever wrote this has completely turned the public opinion of Batman against him. Cause they think this origin story is completely true. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a cool little ending. Um, and at the end they show the next couple panels of, you know, this comic Batman and yeah, they're just, they're just piling up. Piling it on for, uh, poor Batman.
1: I love it. That's awesome. It was, it was cool.
0: It was really cool. Yeah, it, it's, it's cool when they acknowledge comic books inside comic books. And, but the way they did it was really well done. Um, and just to see, cause you're like reading it and you think like, oh, this is it. This is the story. And then, no, this is, this is the story that the people in the comic book who designed this comic book want, want the citizens of Coffin to believe. And, it, works. it worked. It worked to vilify Batman.
1: That's awesome. Like, I don't say say this much. Comic books, it, they they're a huge social commentary thing. Like, they're always talking about what's going on in the world in some way, somehow. And I think that one has a clear picture of like, and it, actually, it's just as relevant now. Like, how you can read certain things and get. It's so easy to like. Yeah. Look at people. And I think, you know, you don't have to get super detailed with it, but I think that's a super cool thing to like throw into a comic book and go like, Oh yeah, I could totally like. If I read something about someone, I would probably yeah. If everyone's telling me, yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's the it's first cool thing to heard. do it because no
0: because nobody you don't know. Um, I mean, put yourself in the uh, position of the people of Gotham. You don't know Batman's backstory. No, not at all. You don't. And then if somebody puts it out and tells you that it's the truth, yeah, you you believe
1: it. Um, dude's taking down these huge monsters and beating up these like thugs by himself. There's got to be something crazy about him. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, it almost remind me of. The way that in on the Marvel, you know, part of it, J. Jonah Jameson slams Spider Man all the time, yeah. no matter what how good he does. That's
1: exactly what that reminds me of. Exactly
0: okay? what it was. It was it was cool that it was in comic book form and not in newspaper form. But and
1: it's a little more twisted, you know. Yeah. A lot
0: more twisted. Crazy backstory um, it. with it. And yeah, let's get into the review. Artwise. Um the cover hooked me. Instantly, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm going to show you guys now. And when we post this, uh, you'll see, see the picture. Um, the listeners at home see the picture. The cover grabbed you, and it's that it's that early '90s style, you know, right on the cusp of of a new just a new art style, pretty much. I like it. I pop for it. Um, I'm going to give the art a seven. Action, not a whole lot. Um, it was actually very minimal. But you know the the fake backstory to, to to Batman had a little bit of action toward it, especially at the end, um, when he goes to stop the old lady from getting mugged. You know, a little bit of action of it. It was very minimal. Uh, I'm going to give it a five, and that's I mean, it's not a bad thing at all. Story, I loved the story for it. The whole the whole way it was it was set up. I'm going to give the story a nine um yeah man just the whole way the whole way they 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 did it and played it off you know just import portrayed this and how the it how quickly it turned the public against Batman it was very interesting dialogue uh there was some interesting you know interesting points brought up you know in the in the comics comic book and in real life I'm gonna give dialogue a seven rereadability. I'm also going to give a seven on. It was fun. I would read it again and I'm actually very curious as to where this ends up. Cause I'm sure there's going to be oh, yeah. plenty. There was, I'm sure there were plenty more um, issues after that. So we got seven plus five plus nine plus seven plus seven.
2: Yeah, I wonder, like, if. 35,
0: like, 35
2: out of 50. A villain's behind, like, this book, yeah. you
0: know. Which one? It just seems like a casual guy, and.
2: But, like, that but guy, yeah. you know, could be an associate of the Joker, or like a penguin. It, it oh, totally seems of,
1: like a penguin thing to me, yeah. but I
0: guess. Yes, yes, I, I, excuse me, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, that was a fun read. That was a really fun read. I got that at the used book outlet at the Boulevard Mall. Um, that's where I got my Captain Adams. That's where I got Doctor Faye. <laughs> so awesome! I know they've they're big supporters of the show. I tell them we're trying to get a show booked there to do. Um, hopefully that comes, in you know, in time. But yeah, that was a that was a nice little dollar pickup. It was totally worth it. Totally worth it. But uh, now we move into the new. I oh, guess. Yes, you got a card. Okay. Um. Yeah, while we're at it, shit, let's thank all of our other uh, comic book people, um, or comic book places. Uh, Pulp 716, Coffee and Comics. They are located on 31 Webster Street, North Tonawanda, New York. Amy Barrett is the owner. Um,
1: Greg, you frequent there? Yeah, that's the main place that I shop for new comics. It's new releases, mostly. They have some... Uh, back issue, but it's almost all new releases, as well as, like I said before, like bubble tea and coffee. That's always uh, a fun time. And it's, it, I really like it. They have another location in Lockport as well, I believe. I don't know the address. I drove
0: past it. I drove past it. It's, um, it's right in the city. Yeah. Too. I forgot what it was next to. Um,
1: I've not checked out that location yet. Okay.
0: It looks like a cool little place.
1: I'm sure it's very similar. Um, but yeah. I, so I, I frequent that one. That's mainly my place for new comics. Um, I'm eventually – I've had some people recommend some other places. I'm definitely going to have to check out. I bought a bunch of stuff from – oh, my gosh. Was it Queen City Comics? Uh, Queen Comic-Con, City Comics, okay. And the other place was not – they didn't have a name. But, yeah, Queen City Comics, I grabbed a whole bunch of stuff. I'll probably be reviewing soon, so.
0: Okay, very good. Uh You want to give a shout-out to yours?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, well, I've been to Paul's on 1-6. I enjoy it there uh, a lot. Uh But uh, I've done Empire Comics in South Buffalo.
0: Which, which – yeah.
2: Yo, which is like the only soft towns like comic book shop. We're doing. <laughs> which is
0: pretty cool. I do appreciate if, if you guys are listening, um, thank you for sharing our page on your own page. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, yeah, we want to spotlight places like you guys. You know what I mean? Maybe, I think once a week on our Facebook page, maybe we can spotlight a local comic book shop and we can start with these ones. Yeah. You know, that we do and, and keep going and ask for fan suggestions. You know, where, where do you guys go for comics? And yeah. I think it's a great way of spotlighting these like mom and pop niche stores you know what i mean that that are so few and far between
1: man there's uh haley's comics in north tonawanda a guy runs it out of his downstairs it doesn't have a ton of time but he's got an awesome inventory he's not open a lot i think he's open like 20 30 hours a week but his inventory is insane i have yet to go there to grab some stuff in the re- yeah since i've never we started this right time yeah but i'm gonna have to go because like he does i've been there i was there for like five years ago and his inventory is awesome especially his back issue okay uh,
2: um. Yeah. So, like, Empire Comics. You can actually reach them. They're on Abbott Road in in Top Buffalo. Oh, cool. Like I said, one zero six nine Abbott Road. This week for my new though, I went and picked it up at Collectors Inn in oh, Kenmore, yeah. which is where I'm from. Okay, Virginia, my hometown. I don't live there anymore, but hometown. <laughs> um, and that place was really cool. Um, and that that's actually thirty one zero seven Delaware Avenue in Buffalo. Uh, they also have like a big uh area for like people do like magic and warhammer and all that
1: dungeons stuff, to dragons is huge i shop there for dungeons and dragons stuff yeah they, that's it, pretty cool it,
2: they got a lot of cool stuff the comic book section is really cool and there was oh, yeah. a lot of people just coming in and out for comics
1: which is nice, they nice. they probably had been holding them for me for a while but they also do a uh, a setup where you can if there's a run of comics you want to do say you're reading uncanny avengers they will hold every single Uncanny Avengers as it comes out for you. So when issue two comes out, they have it off to the side. He, he like, called it, it a subscriber plan. Yes. I didn't do it, but a guy
2: uh, did it for, like right before me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you sign up for a subscriber
1: plan and they just keep it. Uh, yep. So that way you don't miss a run. like, I probably should be doing that with Fantastic Four because I'm going to go nuts <laughs> if I miss one. But.
0: Awesome. Um, a few other, the other places. Uh, they use Bookstore Outlet. It is in um, the Boulevard Mall. In Amherst New York uh if you guys have yet to check that out it's in the old Hollister store and in the very they have a lot of cool stuff throughout the store like tons of used books and stuff that they sell for a really great price but in the back right corner of the store um they have like old vinyl records they have um they have old toys and they have a huge comic book section and they often have deals i mean it's a dollar a book typically, and sometimes they've been known to go as low as ten cent comics. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a great deal. Please go support them. And the one that I frequent is House of Fantasy on Pine Avenue, 1709 Pine Avenue. Um, the guy's been there for quite some time, and he has quite the store. Um, little hole in the wall. Right down the middle of it is, um, you know, the old books, discounted books uh, to the left, you know, aisle all his new stuff and all the like the compilation books and to the right he has old board games and toys and he also has a a little like glass counter and it has some really cool like old stuff you don't see like like old pins they have a a maximum carnage watch that i seen he's selling for like 150 dollars um he has original issue like graded and framed books like in his back session his this back half of his store, which is not accessible, has all, like, the big name, the big money stuff. That's where he keeps all that. But there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff there. Um, but those are the, what, four now, well, five um, that we that we frequent on the show. And we're always looking for new places. We want to support. We want a spotlight. We want to give everybody that platform to um, show their stuff off. So I think we're going to start doing a weekly comic book shop spotlight on okay. our Facebook page. Um, and if you want to, you want to tell us about your comic book shop, email us. Or if you want us to, you want us to host a show at your comic book shop, email us thepaneldiscussion at gmail dot com. Um, I'm always looking. I'm always looking. So and always willing to broadcast somewhere new, spread our wings, and hopefully help out your your comic book shop. Always willing. Uh, now we get into the new books. Oh yeah, new books. Um, Greg, do you want to start us off there?
1: Yeah, I picked up Superman issue three. Uh, I, the, the variant cover is awesome. DC is doing a bunch of really cool variant covers right now, where it's just like uh, portraits of the heroes. But this one's Clark Kent, um, kind of taking the tie off, and he's got the fire in his. It is a very nice cover. The regular cover is just as cool, to be honest. I, like it had a really old school feel, but I, I just I really liked the variant, and I had to get it. Um, so, hopping in. Right away you have LiveWire, um, who who's a cool kind of villain to show up, more of a supergirl villain, but uh she does she is in some Superman comics. But it was cool just right away. First panel, and she's at Star Labs. Um, and she's talking about how they found like she now that she found Star Labs, they're gonna help her juice up her powers and then looks and Star Labs is being ripped apart by some black hole in the sky. Um and everyone's kinda saying like she's is this a bad time they're like yeah it, something's going on right now and they're trying to figure out what and they're all blaming Livewire for it like what did you do how did you cause this and then superman shows up behind her and he says he blames her too he goes what did you do and then there's like inner dialogue and he says i know it's not really her fault but I, you know i just got i gotta pick on her kind of thing <laughs> um and Livewire goes to to like power up and like leave. And he goes, why don't you actually try helping? Like we could use it right now. And she ends up kind of helping them out a little bit. Um, The entire planet, what you start to find out after he's talking is they are in the phantom zone. Now earth has been teleported into the phantom zone, which if you don't know what that is, it's the prison where all of Krypton's worst criminals are being kept. Super cool. And Superman already knew about it. And, but it's actually Starlab's fault that it's happening. Oh. Uh, and then it cuts over to actually on the Phantom Zone, on like one of the the pieces of the Phantom Zone world, there are two of the Phantom Zone criminals talking about how it's a dangerous place. And it's dangerous to be wearing the House of L symbol around your neck. And there's this, this large hulking man with a red and a blue eye and the, uh, almost wearing the Superman cape as a bandana. And then the Snickers ad that always messes me up because it actually looks like part of the comic. The Capri Sun one got me in the last one. It, I literally – I read it thinking it was part of the story. <laughs> it's like, wait. Um, and then it, he reveals he's General Rogel Czar and Jax-er is the other man. Um, and they're kind of talking about, like, what did you do? Um, and the guy says, well, I'm innocent. And, and Czar says, no, you destroyed the moon of Krypton. And he goes, well, like, you know a lot about me. And they kind of go back and forth. And Jaxer says, like, well, he has – he he knows a lot too, and especially how to make friends in the Phantom Zone. And a bunch of people jump out and are about to attack um, Rogel Zer and kill him after he points out, like, don't you see Earth's up in the world? And the guy's like, well, I don't care. I'm just going to take it for myself then. <laughs> and there's this awesome panel of Zer just, like, or uh, Rogel just knocking out like a ton of Phantom Zone criminals. It's a really cool panel. It looks almost like a, a Um, and there's, there's probably like 15, 20 jumping at him, and he's just ripping them apart. Ads, Uh, (laughs) And then it cuts over and there is a plane starting to crash like a piece of like this weird green lightning struck it and it's starting to go down and they're calling for anybody to help. And, you see Bruce Wayne half in the Batman suit throwing up in the toilet um, hmm. and Superman swings in and saves the plane. And then it cuts down and there's a a, a train about to derail because the world is falling apart. And it says when um, the Flash is also sick, he's at a hospital. They're all being poisoned by something from the Phantom Zone. And you have oh. like, all the Justice League kind of jumping in like Manhunter saying when they mix, the atmosphere was was changed and altered. And it's starting to like – like poison all of the earth, the people of earth, and they're not going to be able to handle it. Um, and you see Martian Manhunter as a dragon saving a bus, which is kind of cool. Um, and you're just Superman's like all over the place, like doing all like saving a hot air balloon and then cyborgs on a truck, like saving this truck that's about to explode. Um, and the earth is like the seismic activity is going crazy. Like everything's thrown off. You get him trying to call out to Aquaman and, um, Aquaman is asking like where Earth is, or if Earth is is in the Phantom Zone. What's where Earth used to be? And there's nothing there. And Adam Strange is just floating where Earth used to be. And he's like, "Hey guys, hey guys, I came all the way here. Like, <laughs> this isn't funny. <laughs> and that's, it. that's it. <laughs> and then cuts away. Adam
2: Strange is such a fun little
1: character. Yeah. Eh? He really is. It's just like the panel is just is just so sad. It's just like him floating <laughs> in space, and it slowly zooms in on him. <laughs> Um, and then it cuts back to Zer, like just having beat everyone. He's going like, look, I didn't kill you. I subdued you on purpose. Like, you're going to help me take down the man who put me here. Um, Cal of the house of L and we are going to take over earth. And he like, looks at Jack Zer, he's Like, if you're smart, like, you know, the phantom zone projectors on earth, that's what put us here in the first place. Right. So we can get out of here. So if we go up to the planet, let's take over Earth and let's get back. So that's kind of setting up for that. Um, <laughs> this panel is also awesome. Uh, because Earth's falling apart, you see, like, all of the the people, like, looting a shop and they're all running away. And uh, Jimmy's o- Olsen sitting there taking pictures. And Superman just flies down, goes, cut it out and flies away. And you just see everyone go, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. Hey, Hello. you! <laughs> Cut it out. Come uh, And then it cuts over to a cool little team you have at the Hall of Justice. You have Ray Palmer, the Adam, as well as Ryan Choi, the new Adam, uh, Ted Cord, old Blue Beetle, uh, Mister Terrific, and then Will Magnus, who he's um, famous in the comic books for being like a, a, a cyborg. Um, not cyber, android, like, expert, robotics expert. So they're talking about, like, if they can really save the Earth, what's gonna happen? Is it, is it possible? Like, like, the Earth can't handle this, and even if they are able to reverse this, like, they don't know if they'll be able to get the Earth back, like, if it'll ever be the same again. Um, and so, but it it started at Star Labs, so Adam shrinks down Ray Palmer, and he's gonna travel through, and, and all of them are starting to feel the effects a little bit besides Superman. Um, and then Superman notices something's going on, like something's about to change, and he, no- he hears everything that's coming, and he turns around and he flies up in the sky, and Rogelzar is on this like giant gross phantom dragon, and like all of the people he was with are like flying down, on like these like oh, phantom zone no, cool. monsters, okay. and it basically says it just says next comic war. And it, it looks awesome. That is a
0: cool panel.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's, like, so many cool panels in this book. And and a lot of the comics nowadays end with, like, I feel like, like, either all the villains or all the heroes, like, standing together. Like, yes. And that's the cliffhanger comic thing. But I really liked it still. Like, it was a cool, really cool panel. Is it? Was a, this is a good comic. Uh, I'll jump right into the review. Sure. It was art. I loved it. I really liked the art. I actually – Um. It was very nostalgic. It had it was another one that had this like it felt old school but looked so new. Yeah, I'd give the art an eight. Okay. Action. Action. Um. Oh gosh, there was so much action. Action's is an eight also. There was it a oh. different kind of action. There there was the really cool panel of Czar fighting, but just like showing Superman all over the world, make like making all of these saves, like trying to like fix everything it was just really cool and you you again you felt the urgency i used that a lot like you felt the urgency of what was going on like earth is falling apart um stories. story yes i like the story um i give the story a seven this is issue three and you still are very it still does a good job of explaining what's going on without over explaining it like, you, you don't feel like you... This felt like an issue one, possibly. It didn't feel like I just jumped into this comic. Um, so, yeah, I would say a seven. I liked what was going on. All right. Dialogue. Dialogue. I'm going to give the dialogue a five. There was some really cheesy dialogue. <laughs> like, this opening Live wire line... It's so long and so like, she's like, I just now finally found your, your super secret Star Lab Science Bros frat house because I, and because I just only found out you nerds are holding out on me, blah, 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 blah. It is so clunky and like cheesy. And so I wasn't crazy about the dialogue. Um, and then rereadability. Yes. I really like this. I, I actually like, in am finding myself like keeping wanting to look through it as I'm sitting here. I, I would give it an eight. I, I really like this comic. It felt classic superman um but with a little flavor of justice league i feel like everything lately has like it's not there's no standalone anymore where there's not other heroes included yeah it
0: definitely seems that way
1: but i I really liked it it was it was a cool comic and um i'm excited i actually will probably this this show is going to make me go broke because every time i read one of these comics i want to keep reading the story (laughs) Um, i'm excited to see to, to read what's next with this big war. Like, they made it look like this this comic was going to be the fight, especially on the regular cover. Like, it shows him punching Zarr. But like, you know, Gullo said, the cover doesn't ever get to that point. No. Um, but it'll be on the next panel. So I'm I'm excited to see it. I really like this. It was fun. Uh, I was glad I picked up a Superman comic. No, that's, that's
0: cool. It's hard for me to pick up Superman because he's just so, picked so over, depicted so very overpowered. Yeah. And I mean, it's a cool cover. It sounds like a really cool story. Uh, yeah. And
1: I think it, there's definitely more like Superman is actually going to be fighting other Kryptonians, which always actually leads to him struggling. Yes. So I'm which is always a nice,
0: nice little touch. 36 out of 50 for that that's one. Something. So, yeah, um, cool. Chris, you are up and, uh, before we get too far, Happy, happy birthday, buddy. I yeah, apologize. Yeah. I missed that. Oh, no no, no, no,
2: you're good. This will actually drop officially on my birthday on Monday. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. yeah so it's good. 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 They'll, they'll be a good day. Um, and we actually just had a birthday with Greg. Greg was, was last night. week too. Yeah. So, uh, so I, uh, for my, my new book this week, I read Iceman number one, which from my understanding is it was a run, got canceled and a lot of people got mad. So really? They brought it back.
1: I didn't know that. Oh. Um
2: and uh so this one's pretty cool. Um basically it's it's I love the comics that blend in humor and but also kinda of tell a serious story too and like, you know, uh some social commentary and stuff like that. So yeah. this the the description on this is, is Bobby Drake, also known as Iceman, has a lot going on. From teaching young mutants at the Xavier Institute to getting into the world of dating after years in the closet, <laughs> Bobby is doing his best to have it all. So, and this first panel is great because we talk about like you know how comics are like a social commentary. Oh yeah, and, and stuff like this. I have to kind of read this word for word. <laughs> Starts in Hell's Kitchen, and it says like, oh, there was a time where darkness devoured these sidewalks, when the air rang with gunshots, and the violent cries of hapless victims, whatever hapless means. A man in red devoted his life protecting the streets. Now it's where lonely gay guys go to strike out fuel sad boy vibes, and it's showing how like Hell's Kitchen is like a hipster area now. That's awesome. (laughs) Which is like really cool. Uh, I thought that was really fun, and so yeah, so like I said, like Hell's Kitchen is not like a, a cool, swanky, hipster like place to hang out, and and there's a fire, and Ice Man goes in there and he's trying to save this lady from the fire, and um and it was it was basically started by like this like uh this um I get I guess you'd say homophobic or just like anti-gay oh, yeah, yeah. He, like yeah he like threw. He threw like a Molotov cocktail. So he, you know, he puts him, you know, ices him up and everything like that. And, uh, you know, and then him and the old lady, which is just kind of looks, kind of looks like, like a, a, a like a larger version of Lucy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They're having a nice little back and forth. And, and, uh, he's talking about how she's oh, you're amazing. He goes, yeah, I wish the guys here would. And he, <laughs> how like some guy like totally like hated his pickup line. He made a glass slipper. Out of ice for this dude, and said, uh, "I believe you dropped this on the dance floor." And he goes, "Like what?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy.
2: Um and, and the lady says, "She goes, uh, she goes, H- honey, if you save men from burning buildings, you should be up to your knees in dot dot." And he goes, "Morlocks," because he, uh, <laughs> uh, he finds this missing Morlocks. That's funny. I like that. Thing. So we go to the Xavier Institute, and it's at this point it's being run by Kitty Pryde. Yes. So she, so she's running it there. Um, and they got a cool little, they got the young kids, uh, battling one of like Iceman's like snow monsters he makes and stuff like that, which is kind of cool in the danger room. And they're having a little back and forth with, uh, Iceman and Kitty Pride and the, and Kitty's telling, Oh yeah, I'll give you this. She's like, Oh, I'm going to give you this awesome team to go find this missing Morlock and this and that. So he's, he's like super excited. I'm trying to get like, Oh yeah, she goes, I'll coordinate with Storm. Nightwalker, oh uh, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, uh, B- Bishop Psylocke, is that a good enough team? I also think I'll get prestige as Well, and he's like, awesome. That works. Well, the next day when they're supposed to go on the mission, it's only Bishop, <laughs> oh. and he's like, for, I don't know for some reason I just love Bishop sitting on a couch peeling an apple. <laughs> like it's That's just,
0: funny. <laughs> I love Bishop,
2: and and this is where it gets good too. It's a buddy cop. Yes, that's comic, awesome. and that's what it's gonna be, like, so now him and, and what's great is, is he's texting, he's texting <laughs> Kitty Pride, and they do it like how people would text the dialogue. <laughs> which is like, 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 he's my fave FAVE mutant from the future, Are you sure, but, but you, it just you, uh, <laughs> like said SED, like a team. <laughs> <laughs> So so Bishop's like, well, let's go do this. So they go to, they go down in the sewers to find the Morlocks and they, they find a dead Morlock, which is like frightening them. And then they find, see a uh, Morlock. You're gonna, her name's Nadine. I don't know. I may be mispronouncing that, but she's battling like these guys in, uh, it's hard to describe to the, to the audience out there, but they're, they're kind of like nightcrawler crawler looking uniforms. There's these blue like uniforms of like, weird shoulder pads into the v and stuff and they're all mutants as well and you know they're trying to come in to stop them They're basically they're these these mutants this mutant like army is trying to kill the morlocks they're trying to like completely kill them off oh and so you know iceman helps out and, and so does bishop and everything and then they so when they defeat some of those guys that kind of retreat they're talking back and forth with with medine and and you know she's like we don't like violence here we come to the sewers for we don't like to get involved you guys are the x-men you're all about violence this and that because they try to get medine like she's pretty cool she also she reminded me a lot of um a moon dragon okay yeah like you can kind of tell with this like kind of like right here like but uh She's like, no, like, we don't want violence. That's why we come here. But she's like an awesome fighter. That's <laughs> like, awesome. she's like really good. So they just kind of have a nice little, like, um, back and forth, um, with them, you know, about like why they're in the sewers and, and, and what the world thinks of them and, and stuff like that. And then you see this, this, this mutant, evil mutant force. They're coming back again to kill the Morlocks. And now, like, like I said, the Morlocks don't fight, but Iceman and Bishop rallied the troops, and there's this cool little panel of all these, like, Morlocks. Like, there's, like, a werewolf boy, like, a, a like, like a lobster guy, <laughs> like, like, the, the, what you would expect sewer creatures to look like, so like, uh, and they, they fight, and also he's making ice monsters too, they fight this mutant force, and everything like that. Uh, so, it, just cool little panels of, like, uh, of the fighting, which is pretty neat. So, and this is, and Iceman's dialogue was very good here. Like, he he gives Deadpool and Spider-Man run for his money.
0: Really? like This is good. He's always been, like, witty. Yeah. And he was, like, the first, like, witty superhero, I think. I I think X-Men was out before, debuted before Spider-Man, I want to say. And he's always been like that.
2: There's a great scene where, or a great power scene, uh, a panel where he... Ice is the guy upside down and he says, now give me a Spider-Man kiss. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, which, I, uh, which I found just absolutely hysterical. And him and Bishops like play, like Bishops is so straight-laced and, yeah. uh, and like Iceman's just being all goofy and like, so, so they, they, you know, get rid of these uh, evil mutants wherever, well they, they're taking them to get arrested and everything you get a panel side where one of them got away and there's like, Hey, we didn't defeat him. And what do you mean? You didn't defeat him. And there's, it's his doctor. And you tell this doctor, it's like performing surgery. And, you know, we, we wanted to hunt the Morlocks, but, but the X-Men showed up and, and, uh, he's like, yeah, an Iceman had this army uh, and this and that. And the, the evil doctor is Mr. Sinister. Awesome. Oh yeah. And, uh, which that just was an awesome turn. And you go back to the Xavier Institute and Iceman's angry because he's like, he said, where's kitty pride? Like I had to, I was told I was going to have a team. He's got Bishop up in the snan and, um, you, you run into, and he also tells a lot of corny jokes and there's a point where he runs into Jubilee and he says, whoa, what is two eyes compulsively choose gum and the pop polar opposite of her jubilation namesake, ya face,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and she goes, I knew I'd need this, and pulls up this thing called the clunky dad joke jar, <laughs> and Iceman puts money into
0: it. <laughs> which, I'm glad to see Jubilee still relevant. Yeah, which, oh, uh, level, which if, and Bishop's Bishop saying,
2: like, don't be, Kitty Pryde's got a lot to do. She's running this institute, running the X-Men, like, chill out. Yeah. You know, he's like we we did the mission by ourselves, fine. So then, um, he goes. So now he just goes off into a side room. And it, and here's here's another funny thing about it. Jubilee goes, "You got a visitor, Bobby." And he goes, uh, and, and he first says, "Oh God, is my parents again?" I know I'm reading this word for word, but this dialogue was just yeah. absolutely awesome. And he goes, "Whatever, let it be." My ex boyfriend and my parents drinking tea with all my ex girlfriends. <laughs> because I just helped save the Morlocks, sorted out an idea for a buddy cop movie with Bishop, even like uh, He acknowledges <laughs> that. What what can I face? And Emma Frost awesome. drinking a nice glass of scotch and she goes, Your face is gonna freeze like that. Oh and and that leads to um this was really fun. Yeah, it This really good. was really, really fun. Um I, I've always been an Iceman fan. I've never read Iceman solo comics. Never yeah. have. Um and th- th- this this was really it was so modern, but like you know me, I go for a more comedic value. This was really entertaining. X Men does a good
1: job at being with the times, like they they're just so good, and the movies have done it, like with the the first class. I mean, they're so good at just blending in whatever time it is because it's a, just it's a bunch of outcasts. So Essentially, man, I <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, the X Men's whole story is is a struggle, and it seems like every decade, every couple of years, that there's a new. Um, I'm not gonna say type of person, but just
1: yeah. There's a new there's a new group that's groups that are more struggling, struggling for in the spotlight, and yeah.
0: they they always spotlight it. And I think it's a, I think it's a
1: really nice really nice touch. It's relatable no matter who you are. You could you could be gay. You could be a different race. You could just be awkward. There was yes. some great yeah.
2: social commentary in this because yeah. it started off with hate towards gay people. Oh yeah, and then the Morlock thing kind of reminded me. Of Americans hating other Americans just because of what their ethnicity. Oh yeah, is. yes, and that's the and that's what it kind of seemed like. And, and that's been X Men since day one. Yeah, um, and, and that was the just it was great social commentary on that and the, the, the gentrification of Hell's Kitchen. That's awesome. <laughs> um, artwork. Uh, it's that typical new modern Marvel art. Very bright. You know, um, a lot of action scenes. I mean, I love the panel. Bishop just looks. Bishop looks so badass, like. He does, as always. Um,
1: He's got that old school look too, which is great. Yeah. I'll,
2: will I'll give, I'll give the artwork an 8. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, as far as action, the, uh, it's pretty fun. You have the, 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 little fire in the beginning, and then you have two fights with the, uh, with the evil meat and force ran by Mr. Sinister. So, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give the action, I'll give it an 8. Okay. The, Storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. story is next. Yep, I love this story. I'm giving it a ten. Cool, awesome. this may be my first ten. Like this story is just yeah. absolutely awesome because you got a guy balancing like love life, and he makes jokes at the whole time, and he's basically got this new weird friendship with Bishop. And while this is all happening, they're trying to help out the Morlocks, and now Emma Frost shows up, like Mister Like it's just
0: there's it, a lot. Morlocks is always a nice touch too, because uh I mean they're. Really prominent in the, in the late 80s, I think. 90s, yeah. mostly with the yeah. cartoon, they were featured pretty prominently. Um, and to see them, you know, still going, still, still a big thing of the X-Men universe, it's, it's always a cool touch.
2: Yeah. And the Missing Morlock, that was Madin's brother. I didn't mention that. Okay. Before. So, you know, she, so they were trying to help her and everything like that. And Mr. Sinister has him. That, okay. that guy, he was performing surgery. At. Okay. That's what it looked like. That's what I assumed. Um, dialogue. Another 10. Wow, yeah. th- th- those lines just absolutely—I—I I never was lost, and I'm not like—I'm not—I don't know a lot of Morlocks, and I wasn't super lost with yeah. that. Well, um, like the
1: Outcast of the Outcast, yeah. Like, I wasn't
2: like super lost with not knowing a lot of the Morlock history. It was—it yeah. kept me going, and I'm telling you, Bobby Drake's gonna—he—he he gives Deadpool and Spider-Man run for his money yeah. here. Like this is just hilarious good but doesn't take away from it
1: no he was that he's that way in the other comics he's featured and especially the this version because because there's the older bobby drake still exists at least in in some of the x-men universe but then the younger ones come back and that's the one who who came out and was is more confident and he's always kind of confident like he's always very funny in the those comics and he always has been but this that especially that younger version is great
2: Oh, it's it, it, it's absolutely awesome. He like, yeah, he tells the guy uh, four minutes in hypothermia sets, and just like the funny just <laughs> a little, little quips. Um, and then Great
0: readability, this, last one.
2: This I have to pick up issue two. Yeah. It was much like when I read the Cosmic Ghoster. I have to, yeah. pick up issue two. This was really fun. Um, I would pick this up. I would give this
1: a ten. I'd pull cool. this up again.
0: I, I that might be I, our highest rated I, I, I ever.
1: I, I, I did. No, I, mine was 49. Last oh, year. yeah, you're right. My apologies. Uh, this, My apologies. This
0: was on a win.
2: I was expecting to pick something else up, and they saw this and, I'm like, you know what? Let me get, the, you know, let me do the uh, Iceman because I love Love You and I was intrigued, and I'm glad. This yeah. was, the, the, like, this it book sounds good. was awesome.
0: Very good. Yeah, 46 out of 50. That's. That's good. You've had some good ones on the show, Chris. You're, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm loving what Marvel's doing in yeah. their new runs. Like, uh, the, the only thing that I was disappointed with was the, uh, Asgardian, uh, of the galaxy. uh Asgardians of the Galaxy.
1: Uh, and that's the easiest. And it one. was
2: not bad. It was better than a lot of the next 23. Yeah. Uh, but, but anything uh, is better than the next 23. But, uh, <laughs> More comic. but just, I don't know, like, I, I, obviously you see where I like a little more comedy. Yeah. Um I mean the Venom one wasn't but the, the just the, the the Nick Fury Wolverine story in yeah. that was you know awesome but these, the
1: Iceman comic and the Cosmic Ghost Rider comic, just hilarious. you got to read Red Hood and Arsenal DC. You'd be all about it. Okay, I, I have to. It is, it is hard right now to jump into some of the DC comics because it's in the middle of all its stories. There's not a lot of restarting. There's we're no number, number ones. Marvel, we're, we're jumping right into the beginning, so it's a lot easier. It's just so much easier to just hop into a story and be like, all right, this is sweet. Did you guys see
2: at the stories this week, too, or maybe it was just a story I was at? They reissued a lot of old school number ones. Yes. Like, I saw there was, like, an Iron Fist number one. Fantastic four. four. Yeah. Like,
0: a. They do that every now and then. Uh, I picked up a bunch of old Spider-Man ones at yeah. Sea Cheese, uh, the yeah. T Cheese Bar and I, I store. Go there. Dude, it's so much fun. Um, and like they, it, like, it was like oh, True Belie- True Believers edition. It was just, a it was just a yeah. They, print, but... they
1: just did a whole run of True Believers edition. That's, okay, that's what all those. That's are, what it was. Yeah. Okay, they're Marvel Knights True Believers. Yeah, yeah. Like I was gonna Daredevil. pick up the
2: Immortal Iron Fist one because it looks really cool.
1: Is that that? that 70s Kung Fu. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a couple of random just reprints. All
0: right. So last one for the news. Um, Return of Wolverine is what I picked up this week. I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted to um, to get it at first. I really did it. Um, but I went to House of Fantasy and this popped up and it was actually really cool because there's three variant covers and both have like a, a famous, S you know, Comic or costume of Wolverine. One, the you know the 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 classic, the the yellow and blue. One had the the brown, the brown and yellow, which I'm very particular to. And one almost looked like his Weapon X style. Um, Yeah, Weapon X style was it was pretty nice. But I I picked up all three. I was like, why not? Um, These might be worth something someday. And I mean, honestly, they were. It was really, really good. I never. I have to admit i i never read the death of Wolverine so I don't know what triggered all this I don't if you guys any- he's trapped
1: in like an, he was trapped in like an adamantium casing okay essentially is what happened and then so they just did hunt for Wolverine Kitty Pride like pulled him out of the casing and then his body's gone. Um, and everyone's trying to help him. Daredevil's trying to hunt him down. They're trying to figure out where this, where Wolverine's body went. They don't know if he's alive again or if someone stole it or what. Right. So.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, as soon as you turn the page, um, open, or open up the book, it's cool little line. Wolverine, a great hero, selfless, strong, brave, an X-Man, an Avenger, a steadfast friend, an implacable, pluckable enemy. He was dead and then now dot dot dot. He's not. Uh chapter one hell. And it starts off he he's regrowing. Like he his skin's coming back, like you know, he, he's regrowing and it's very, very visual. Um, very graphic. And he's got blood everywhere, his his costume's torn to shreds. And but yeah, he's he's coming too and he's he's in the middle of this um He's in the middle. It looks like some laboratory or something, and he's looking across. And there's a saber-toothed tiger in a cage, and there's a bunch of decapitated soldiers. And yeah, it's pretty visual. And he actually he's looking. He's looking at his own palms. That's it's like a first-person view, and they're just covered in blood. And then they show him put it. His claws are extended. They show him put it away. But there's a lot of like Ice Age like animals in in cages. Like there's a woolly mammoth and stuff. And, yeah, he's he's all messed up. And he bumps into a doctor um, who's like, oh, no, how are you alive? You were dead. You were dead. And he, Wolverine's like, he offers him a water, wants to make sure he's okay. And it's going through. He's talking about this company or this person, Persephone. Um, I think that's how you pronounce, um, who runs a company called Persephone. Persephone, yes. Um, thank you. Uh, runs a, a company called Sotira, Sotira, um, that, that I guess had a big part of what happened to Logan, why he was dead. Um, but the doctor said, you know, that he's, he said too much. So he, there's a cool panel where he puts Wolverine's hand up to his head and goes, please, it's the only way. Wolverine's like, what are you talking about? I said, no, like, they're going to hunt me down for the rest of, Jesus. Uh They're going to hunt me down for the rest of the time. Um, and actually, a while they're doing that, a a bomb blows up, and Wolverine's on fire. He's just getting wrecked. Coming back, he's just getting straight wrecked. Um, he looks over at the doctor who he just offered the water, the guy's going to, huge glass shards sticking out of his head. He's done. Okay. Um, and then right after he announces that, he, he says, oh shit. And the, uh, the saber-toothed tiger comes out and attacks Wolverine. Like it's on fire and it's attacking Wolverine. It's actually, it's, it's pretty cool. He's, he's going through it and you can tell he's having like these memories where, cause he doesn't remember anything throughout this entire book. But you can see like these little f- flashbacks. You can tell by the way the panel is that you know he's starting to remember stuff but here he is he's fighting it and then the the woolly mammoth comes out and with its tusks stabs the saber-toothed tiger like it's it's pretty crazy um, looking at a pool of his own blood he escapes um, the woolly mammoth gets shot by some soldiers cuz it's outside it's it's pretty crazy some Let's see, some doctors running away um from these Soitera and he gets shot. Wolverine's fighting, rides in on cops on him finds a motorcycle and, and runs up on these guys. He's shooting a gun. He's jumping up uh to fight these guys. It was pretty cool. And then there's a panel. Uh one of these soldiers is actually Omega Red. I'm not sure how he came into play here, but it was it was, it, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty cool just to see Omega Red because the, the rivalry that him and Wolverine historically have. Um, I want Omega Red in the movie so bad. Oh, dude, so do I. So do I. Yeah,
2: they teased him in that, that one where Wolverine went to Japan, but yeah. yeah,
0: a little bit, a little bit. Um, but yeah, Wolverine's just getting messed up. You know, he, he's on the motorcycle again. Uh, they shoot out his front tires. He hits his head and when he bumps it, he gets, he gets more memories of, of his past. Um, let's see, running through here. Some doc, another doctor uh, who's so- soitera is, or Persephone is hunting, um, comes to him and tries to remind him of the hero that he is because, uh, they, they captured her son. He doesn't know if his, his name is Wolverine. He doesn't know he's Logan. Um, but like I said, as the story progresses, he starts to remember more. And there's a little panel with Saber Tooth, and then he's starting to remember more. Um, but yeah, essentially, he the, for the most rest of the book, um, you know, he gets healed up, and she's just reminding him of the hero that he is. And you know, cause he, he yeah, like I said, he doesn't know. They, she they show a flashback of um, an incident she was a part of, and it was some guy. Um, he was in like a, this. It almost looked like a, uh, it's really hard to describe. It's like a, it's a metal s- new suit. It doesn't completely cover him, but it had like galen guns on it. Um, and he was running to save, save people. And he got like shot at and with these galing guns, but he still went up and and, and sa- killed this guy. And she's just reminding him of this incident. Um, it ends pretty much Wolverine claws up. He's got, it looks like his, it's a kind of a cool suit. He, his yellow and blue ones torn to shreds and it just, he's got his claws up and crossed he said, well, let's go, let's go meet the devil because that's what Persephone is. And so, um, really good book. Really cool way to bring Wolverine back. And I've done, I think I've done, well, I've done a few Wolverine-esque books on this show already. This is probably my favorite one yeah. by a long shot. Um, you know, I, not that I ever hated Wolverine, but I, I always, I feel like, oh, he, you know, he kind of got shoved down our throats with the X Men movies. Uh, not that Hugh Jackman was a terrible actor by any means, but you know, the less is more. But this was a nice story. This was a really good way to introduce, reintroduce him, bring him back. Um, I think it's a good sign going forward that, you know, that property is in Marvel's hands once again, uh, cinematically. Artwork. Um, the three variant covers were really cool, and inside, it was very graphic, very visual. They did not shy away from anything. Like if it it could be, if it could be drawn on on a panel, it was. I'm going to give the artwork a nine. Action. It was fun, quick. Um, also, going back to the graphicness, and um, yeah, I'm going to give that a nine as well. Story. I'm very curious as to how this goes um going forward nice little cliffhanger and wolverine you know he he remembers himself he remembers who he was and and what he stood for um lots of good to come from that i'm going to give a nine dialogue dialogue was uh it was cool it was it was nice kind of nice watching wolverine struggle to find out who he was to remember uh I'm going to go a nine in that. It's probably going to be all nines, honestly. Rereadability, great book. Great book. I would pick it up again, you know, to right, right before number two comes out, or just looking back, happily really do it. I'm You know, I'm going to give it nines across the board. Uh, 45 out of 50 is my score for Return of Wolverine. If any of you guys would like to borrow it, you are more than welcome to. Uh, really good book. Really good book.
1: So I think it's important to point out our three top comic books are all X-Men. X Men Extermination last week. X Men's the, the 49. Uh, Iceman. Iceman. And then this. And I think the close fourth or third, it might have tied with one of these, was Fantastic Four for me.
0: Yes, it was up there. So. Cosmic Ghost
2: Rider was pretty high yeah. up there too. So, yeah. So let me ask you guys this, because like, I have been like read new runs of comics the last few years until recently doing yeah. this show. Are these X Men comics being written better now that they have the rights?
1: No, actually. um,
2: So I started reading because I know they didn't have a lot of X Men comics either. Like, well, with... they kind of
0: shut down some of the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they
1: brought back a lot. So I kind of talked about it last show. But extermination, the storyline that was where they went, and they did some X Men Blue and Gold, and um, they're still doing those. I think there's X Men Red now as well.
2: X Men Gold, I saw just came out too, yeah. another I... issue.
1: So, but they did this thing where they kind of rebooted them, where they brought. The old characters to a new time after, after Cyclops got killed in the humans fight, because they kind of, X Men were okay. They, and humans took the X Men slot, and X Men were more dispersed across different teams. And they were getting killed by the, the Mpox, which was, the Terrigen Mist was causing them all to die. So they didn't have a huge storyline, but they brought this younger team back, and those X Men stories were really well done. They were, they were great. I really liked, um, the younger Cyclops team and him having to, like, deal with the fact that, he he grew up to be this murderer right and now he's trying to like fight that off um but old man logan showed up you had the new and new and better wolverine um in laura and i i really liked those stories i thought those were great stories i think they are improving even more because now they're starting to swing back those the original teams to uh, like their new their full glory um like Wolverine was dead. They didn't have X-Men, Wolverine and X-Men, which I think was a good thing for a little bit because it let other characters shine. Yes, it does. Yeah. But um, I think all three of these, x Men's going to be a huge focus on the market at the moment. So well, I think you're going to have a ton of X-Men stories. You're going to have Iceman. You're going to have Wolverine. You're going to have Extermination. You're going to have X-Force. So.
2: Yeah, this is all characters, you know, too. Yeah. Like this is, I mean, it's. You know, Iceman, Bishop, uh Kitty Pryde, like, Mr. Sinister, like, the, that was, it was all iconic characters. Yeah. Funny thing, you know. There's if,
1: no Professor X right now in the comics, as far as I remember. They, okay.
2: I mean, as far as Kitty Pryde, that's, that's her. She's yeah. running everything. Um, one of the coolest things, though, and I brought, I brought, I think I brought it up off air, is these X-Men Blacks
1: yeah, that yeah, are going to come out with soon. the,
2: with the villain stories, um, and I'm just really excited for that, uh. The yeah. Mojo one's got to be really interesting, but they're doing Mojo, Magneto, Mystique, Emma Frost, and Juggernaut, um, and they're gonna do a, it's a it's a five part X X Men Black series. What deadly plans do they have in store for
1: the X Men? Yeah, so so X Men's doing a ton of stories, and you're gonna see that. I think that Fantastic Four just launched because they got the rights. Yeah, um, you're gonna see more comics of. The stuff that they're getting back. I think I just saw a Morbius comic recently as well. Oh. So as as they're like in some of the shared Sony rights they're gonna use, but as they get stuff from Fox, they're gonna start pumping out comics again to get the interest back in and to set up the cinematic universe. It's They've smart.
0: done that. It's smart. Um Yeah, good time to be an X-Men fan, I'll tell you that much. I haven't I haven't been this excited in a long time because 'cause X-Men's always one of my favorite group, some of my favorite characters. And uh, it was my favorite cartoon growing up, too. So it's good to see all that. Uh, we got one more book to review. And, um, yes, as I said earlier, this is suggested by Tice Schneider, and it is Atomic Robo, the world's greatest science adventure magazine. Um Different art style. And actually, Gol, you made an interesting comparison to Invader Zim. Yeah, it was like that Invader Zim in, like mid two thousands
2: Nickelodeon anime ish style. Not like full blown anime, obviously. right but that yeah, like the like I said, like the that that Invader Zim, or like even if you watch like you know, adventures of like uh bubblegum, and so like that, do you know what I mean? This, <laughs> yeah. that, in your face kind of cartoon. The, style.
1: Where there was a cartoon network, Time Force, Time Squad, something like that. Adventure but, Time? No. Or no. It was Time Something. Okay. And there was like, it was like a robot in this big, like, beefy, and this kind of looks like that to me. It, it looked a very similar style. I, I liked, I liked the art style.
0: No, I did very much, so it's gonna get a good score for me. Um, the non-human characters were actually pretty cool looking. And, I mean, I always struggle, like I said on previous episodes, I always struggle reading books online. Because, uh, it's just, it's not the same as picking up a book, sitting down, being invested. Um I mean, there's this, there's a raptor, like a velociraptor character, he's got headphones, he's got a boombox on his back. Dr. Dinosaur. Doc, that's his name? Dr. <laughs> Dinosaur? I completely missed that. Um, and it was long. I don't, I'm not sure when it ended, um, when the, the book ended, but we, we did like the first chapter, so I to speak. I think
1: started reading a second comment because I was like, this is a totally different story.
0: He, yeah, it was, it was pretty long, but we read through the first chapter. Um, let's see, they're going on a, a, a flight. He's got, you know, Dr. Dinosaur and, and Ro- Like it, they're actually pretty cool looking. Um, I actually love Dr. Dinosaur. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to lie. And they, they're,
1: where are they at? They're, there's this – basically this like photon cannon-esque thing. Let me read it exactly for what it's called. Um, it's a little hard because there is some really good science talk. So if you're not totally educated about
0: it I, – I, I, I didn't pay attention to science class in high school, but I did notice that.
1: There's a There's this um, hadron collider that is about to – it basically makes a, a proton beam. And it is about to explode, is what I, the kind of the way I'm getting it. Um, and something is going to happen. And Doctor Dinosaur shows up to help Atomic Robo, the main character, um, who's this super genius robot in a suit and tie, which is kind of cool. <laughs> uh, and his only assistants are these guys that are just like graveyard shift lab workers that just do like spreadsheets. They don't really know much. Um, so he he brings Doctor Dinosaur in, who's his like arch nemesis, to help him. Basically, and he even acknowledges it as a team-up episode. Um, <laughs> so that's that's kind of where they're going. They're going to stop this thing from exploding. I, I'm sorry, I don't understand all the science, so it's a little difficult. But yeah. that's where they're headed. So they they hop on a plane, and they're flying to Switzerland, where the, the Large Hadron Collider is located. And Dr. Dinosaur keeps, like, switching out.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, they're standing there, and then this giant t-rex uh thing it's like got like a robotic it's a tank. tank yeah essentially um on it and dr dinosaur he's he's looking pretty there it looks like they're running away from this thing
1: dinosaur is like oh this was my plan all along was to get you here where i like created this future dinosaur and it's just natural as dinosaurs like as time went on and i aged it it <laughs> Automatically evolved into a tank. <laughs> like that's where he's going, and he pulls out like a an RPG and he's gonna take it down robo, and then the T Rex comes to eat him. Yeah, the T Rex, <laughs>
0: so, like it, something, yeah, he's got all these guns and stuff on his head, and he, he pulls out, it, it almost looks like Han Solo's guns uh, from Star Wars from a little bit. Mouth. Yeah, <laughs> so, this is great. Uh,
1: <laughs> let's see, scrolling through. There, yeah, the Dr. Dinosaur has this thing that he's like, why, why isn't it following any of my commands? It's only coming after me, and it just says, kill, destroy, kill. Yes, yes. <laughs> <I do. laughs>
0: oh, let's see what's going on next.
1: Here's a funny comic. Like, I would watch this as a cartoon. And- I, I would, too. I think it would be make for a
0: very good cartoon. Um, Yeah, it's just pretty much battling this this giant... Uh, T Rex thing, escape running away and, and trying to do what they could with it. Futurosaurus Rex, of course. <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right. Um, just scrolling through the panels, because like I said, there was a lot, and it ended with Dr. Dinosaur driving away in a car, and Switzerland or the French Porter.
1: Yeah, they end up working together, um, and basically turning the proton cannon on the Futurosaurus Rex and shooting him with it, and killing it. Like, Dr. Dinosaur actually teams up with Atomic Robo. And then after they kill the T Rex, it automatically, it uh, Doctor Dinosaur hops in this this little tiny car and drives away. Um, I love Doctor Dinosaur. From the Atomic Robo. He might be, I like his outfit changes. I think he's I think he's actually a pretty. He cool like character. goes from like an aviator suit, and the next, all of a sudden, he's like, well, safety first, and he's got like a construction hat, a lab coat <laughs> on. It's good. All right, so
0: let's go around the room and let's start with the artwork. I was a big fan of the artwork personally. Uh, I'm going to give the art a nine.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to go nine as well. I'm a, I'm like I'm wearing a Rocko's Modern Life t-shirt right now. I'm a big fan of like that that this is more 90s, like 2000, like all those. I'm a big cartoon fan. like yes. that nostalgia and this definitely had like a nostalgic feel to it. Uh, I felt like if this would be a Saturday morning cartoon, I would watch. I would like, very yeah.
0: much enjoy this as a cartoon.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it had that boom in your face cartoon. I'm, I'm, it's not my favorite. Uh, so I I mean, I'll, 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 cause you're old. I guess, I I guess cause I'm an old guy. Like I wasn't, you know, so I mean, I'll, I'll give it a seven, seven on the art.
1: Fair enough. That's a good score. Yeah.
0: Action. Uh, there was a decent, I mean, there was a decent amount of action in it. It was goofy. It was zany. Um, it was fun. Uh, Without a doubt, you know some of the interactions with the what was it the, Source Rex, the source Rex, yes, that's what it was. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate so, I didn't hate, I didn't hate it at all. Uh, I'm gonna give the
1: action a seven. Actually, I think just it's, it's guess included in the action, just like the. The dinosaur spitting the guns out of his mouth into his, his <laughs> like, how cool is that? His tiny little arms. <laughs> like, I have to give it an 8 just cause that, that, piece. I respect that.
0: Chris.
2: Uh, I mean, it, it's a lot of in your face, like, you know, boom, boom, you know, like, yeah. you know, which I think is cool. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it a 7 on the
0: action. Yeah. Alright. Story wise. Uh, like I said, it, reading a book off your phone is always, is always tough to do um but there seemed to be a decent story around it you know something nothing nothing like original but i mean i mean it's stuff we've seen in comic books all the time uh i'm going to give a 7 in the uh storyline department
1: i was also on the 7 i don't want to double whammy it because i would let I me mean, give it a little lower score on the dialogue and that i think that affected the story a little bit but i think the story was well done so i'll give it a 7 okay
2: um yeah i mean it's it's kind of a cool little like Odd couple type thing, like they got to work together, but they don't want to work together. Yeah. And then you have the two random guys, and that's a
0: fun story. I'll, uh, I'm sticking sevens right now. Seven triple sevens. All right. Dialogue. Um, uh, big words, and it's it, big words for for myself. I'm just a big dumb jock, I guess. Me too. Uh, but it it doesn't take away from because obviously it's for a certain niche. Yeah. Um, of readers. And I think with, I mean, I'm going to give the dialogue a a good score because I think, you know, people who who read this, you know, often as Tice does, um, appreciate the dialogue. I mean, it was, it was very, you, you kind of have to, you really got to know to understand it, so to speak. And I think it fits that, that group of, of readers very good. I'm going to give the dialogue a eight.
1: So I'm gonna give it a six, and this is the only reason why, because I agree with you. I think the inclusion of the two just kinda like like graveyard shift lab guys could have cause they even said what? Like when he's explaining, <laughs> could have maybe like put it in layman's terms for someone. But and, and I get like you not everyone is gonna read it. It it made it a little harder to follow, but it was only that at the same time, it was only that opening dialogue that was tough. After that, everything was pretty clear. Actually, you can scratch that into a seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna be a little because it it was good. It was just a little, it, yeah. The opening was a little tough to follow, but I, I liked it, and the comedy dialogue was super great. It was really good, really it was, good. It was really really well delivered. So yeah, I liked it. I definitely did.
2: Yeah. Um, for for me, I'm like I'm I'm not the big sciencey guy either. Like you guys may be jocks, and I'm just a <laughs> I'm just a stoner comedian. So. Uh, <laughs> So the different aspects for me, oh, yeah. but, uh, um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a six. Okay. I mean, it was, you know, I, I did love the graveyard. I want, I do want to know their story,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> like, give me them. All right. And rereadability, uh, probably about a seven. I would pick it up. Um, again, I would, I would, I would, I would give it, the next one a shot. I mean, the, mm-hmm. it was all right there online. And, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely not. It's definitely not your traditional comic book, Marvel, DC. It was very, very different. But I think overall, it was a. And you got to go in with an open mind to these things too, yeah. always. And I think open mind. Why? You know, it was. I would give it. A, I would give the re-read a seven.
1: Yeah, this isn't something I think without a recommendation I would have picked up. I would. I started reading the second comic. The. Yeah, uh, I did too, and I liked it a lot. Actually, I liked it even a little more than the first one, Um and it hadn't even picked up yet. So, yeah, I would give, I would, I would give it an eight. Eight, I
2: okay. Eight. Um, I'll probably give it a seven. It's kind of fun. Give me a Doctor Dinosaur solo run. <laughs> that's that's what I want. I'll uh, pick yeah, that up. I
0: second that. Uh, he's awesome. I, I I do like the best that. is the surgical
2: gloves that don't fit his <laughs> his hands because he's a dinosaur. <laughs>
0: All right. So we find the simple things. <laughs> we do. I appreciate that. So I have a 38 out of 50. Um Chris was let's see 28 plus it's Niagara Falls math for you. 34 out of 50. And Greg was 9 plus seven, plus 7 plus 7.
1: Well, I might have a higher score than Dr. Fate. <laughs>
0: 39. Yeah. 39 out of 50. um so yeah there you go Tyson, thank you for the suggestion yeah I liked it a lot uh, I appreciate I always appreciate you know these little hidden indie ones um this is gonna be our we're not gonna have an indie one next week essentially because next week is our venom episode um so yeah I mean that's our show yeah venom episode is gonna be fun i I've been I'm very excited for it uh it's gonna be a good time.
1: And don't forget about the Venom giveaway. Check our yeah, Facebook the page. Pop.
0: We only have have one person entered so far. Um uh, it's our good brother Johnny Townsend. He's lives down in North Carolina. He runs uh he's the host of one of the hosts of Retro Bliss, Harley K Fabe and History Creeps. So and he might do one more, if I'm not mistaken. Um but yeah, he's the only one. He's got it, and it's only one, so it's not hard, it's not hard to beat. There's still plenty of uh opportunity for you guys to do it closes october 5th yeah if you haven't
1: looked yet like our page and then have other people like our page and leave a little message that they you sent them yes right there's some really cool there's gwenham which is awesome she's wearing slippers and then she's got venom mounds all over we've got a captain america venom and the hulk venom yes all up for grabs. so if you get the most likes you get your pick first Second gets second pick and third gets, gets whatever's left. Left, whatever's so. left, but still they're all awesome. So enter regardless.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, you don't have to pay a dime. It's free. We're, we're paying shipping and all that stuff. So just yeah, do that. So um anything you guys want to say to close off the show?
2: No, it's just a fun week, and honestly, that the for me, Iceman was a last minute decision, and Worth I'm it. so happy I did it, and looking forward to Venom.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll say this too: if you have read something new, Marvel or DC. And you want us to check it out, especially me, let me know. I will probably check it out. You know, the fan pick, um, it won't be indie if you just want, or like, hey, I read the, or help guide us, guide us towards our new pick of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely help. Feel free to, to, to talk to us and, and. You see news we haven't shared yet? Drop it on our page so we can share it. Let us know. Yes. Uh, yeah, feel please.
2: free find to find a in really way. funny book. Let me know. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> that's what I. Love. <laughs> that's Chris's. Yeah. yeah. That's Chris so,
1: Forte. So yeah, but thanks for listening
0: as always. As always, guys. Yes, we appreciate you very much. Um, next week we are Venom. All right, another great episode of the panel discussion. Down. Talk to you next week.